0: Welcome back to Everything But Nothing, the politics and pop culture podcast from the left and the right. We're right and you're wrong. I'm Oliver from the left, joined by my friends on the right, Neville and Rob. Let's get into it. So we always like to start off the show by talking about... Something of interest to us over the last week or so, you know, something that happened to us, something that we just thought about, whatever, just a a, a thought a, that we'd like to share, and uh, Rob, you've got something to share with the, you've got something to share in our sharing circle, uh, you can go first.
1: Always, always related to guns, always. <laughs> um, so, you know, uh, we had the two back-to-back shootings we're going to talk about later, and it's like every time there's, there's uh, a shooting of any kind it's like immediately the the press and the democratic party goes into full uh ban guns mode that's the only solution to any of these things is ban guns not not do anything else like maybe you know enforce the laws we have on the books but we're gonna ban all these things so i always go out and i i buy whatever because if you live if you were i turned uh 21 right when the clinton crime ban gun ban went into effect so i mean um, uh, you know, so all gun people know, like, the, they didn't get banned. Banned. It's just, it just made them horrifically expensive because it's like they all got grandfathered. So it's like you go to gun shows and a mag that was like twenty dollars is now one hundred and fifty dollars. So anytime there's like any a whiff of anything being banned, I go out and just buy a crap ton of mags. So that's what I did last weekend. I bought. It's like any gun I may want to own in the future, I've just bought the mags for it now.
0: <laughs> well, you know, this is this is for when we have the secret liberal plan to. Ban all the guns in the future. Rob's going to be a multi-millionaire because he'll have like his.
1: his Seriously, giant I've got gold of... sitting in my attic. Right.
0: Yeah, <laughs> we, well when we we're all reduced to the barter system in the coming apocalypse, you know, Rob, Rob will be like one of those like he'll be like a a, a, a barbarian out on the hinterlands. Seriously. So, you know, <laughs> so, uh, you know I, I was trying to think of something to bring up before the show, and then I sort of had this back and forth with the guys right before we started recording. Uh so if you follow me on Twitter you see that like the star of my Twitter feed is my little dog kal El, and he's he's three months old, almost four months old now. And so the other day I changed his collar and I gave him a, a red collar and these two, you know, jokers that I, I do the show with, they, they're insisting that it's it's not it's not Superman red, which I say it is, and they say it's Spider Man red, which is, you know, fake news. But one of the <laughs> one of the funny thing it's somewhat related to that is that you know because I've got this dog now and I spoil him rotten. Uh, Petco has this actual I don't know if you guys know they have a section of the store that's comic book themed pet merchandise. It's all Marvel stuff.
1: I, and, I've seen that too when we go and get stuff for our cats. I've seen that too. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and like honestly, it's 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 I have the patience of Job to not waste my money on it because. It's so tempting, and I'm probably going to break down and do it. But like, you can buy things like you can buy the Infinity Gauntlet as a squeaky dog toy. You can get Thor's hammer. You can get they have like Spider-Man, Deadpool, Captain America, and and I already have. He already has Superman and Batman uh, dog toys, which you know to my chagrin are not his favorite toys. Like it's it's one of those things where you know it's like with kids like. You you buy them the toy that you think that they're going to like, and they're like, no, 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 I like this toy over here instead. And I'm just, like, literally all the time, I'm like, no, no, play with Superman, play with Batman. And he's just like, no, those aren't interesting. I like this other squeaky thing. So, yeah, I, I'm probably... Before the year is out, I know I know myself, and I'm going to... Break down and buy the Infinity Gauntlet for him, and so you know that will be featured. That's, that's like a it's like a trailer from my Twitter feed because you know then I will be posting max pictures of my dog wielding the Infinity Gauntlet <laughs> coming up. <laughs> uh, Neville, what you got?
2: Well, I've been uh, basically um, since I'm not uh, I don't have my time as consumed now with uh, educating myself. I've been doing, uh, like, watching older movies, like, watching movies I miss. I remember I told you guys before that I've been, I've missed a lot of, like, you know, Casablanca and all these old movies I should have watched, uh, Citizen Kane. So when I find them, I can, I try and watch them. So when I watched this week, it was Taxi Driver.
0: Uh, I still haven't um, watched
2: that. And while it was good, and I thought Robert De Niro was really good, I didn't get the hype of that movie, honestly. I I saw the you know the little strangeness and you know and I thought like I said Rob Denier was really good in the movie, um I thought his character was really good but the overall movie to me had left left me wanting, um so I know it's a classic Taxi Driver classic so I'm trying to go back and watch the classic I haven't seen.
0: Do you think it's um, one of these things where it gets hyped too much? Because I felt that sometimes with some of those old movies like yeah, it's just I, it's just I, always hyped I, I, as like you know the greatest thing ever and you watch it and it's like it's good but it's like you're like I, hmm, I don't I,
1: you know I think that's true because it's like when I finally did get around to seeing Godfather I was like it's okay but I'm like oh, it's no, like no. The, said, for no, years and it's actually great Godfather. Yeah, I agree. With I mean, that. I agree I'm, with the, I'm, the, the I'm not. That. I think it's a good movie, but it was one of those where it was hyped up as like the greatest thing ever put to film. And when I saw it, I'm like, oh, it's a
2: it's a good mob movie. It's entertaining. No, I, I I'll disagree with you. Godfather is actually great. Great. Mm-hmm. See, so see, mine
0: too. like mine like that is Casablanca. Like, I don't think Casablanca is that great. I, it's fine, but I, I, I don't think it's it. great.
2: I haven't seen. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try and watch. I'm, like I said, I'm gonna I watched the uh, the Bridge over the River Kwai. Which oh, was I love a really that. Good, Love that. Movie. Yeah, very very good movie. Um, yeah, I think that lives up to the hype. Yeah, for the most part, uh, Bridger, So, so I, I watched that a couple weeks ago. But so I've been trying to find these movies like on Netflix or Hulu or whatever. Let's find some old, uh, the old movies I haven't watched because I, I consider myself a movie buff. So if I'm gonna be a movie buff, I have to watch these old movies I miss. So I'm trying to watch a, I'm trying to find a French Connection because that looks like a really good movie to watch. I love Gene Hackman, so that's another. So I'm just trying to find these old movies. That's what I've been doing with my spare time now when I'm not working or hanging out with my wife or whatever. Um, just trying to find these old movies I can watch, and that's that's always been cool—a a part of my, uh, you know, hobbies, if you want to say.
0: Yeah, you know, somewhat related to that. I I just went to the movies this weekend, and apparently they're going to do a big screen re-release for like the anniversary of Lawrence of Arabia, and I think I might oh, actually cool. go see that because I I've seen it, you know, on on TV, but like I've never seen it on a big screen, and that's a movie where I feel like on a big screen it's really impressive like that whole you yeah, know 70 millimeter and i've never seen that movie so oh it's great i said that so i want yeah. to see
2: that because i've heard that's one of the top top movies of all yeah time too, it's I freaking seen great it i'd go see that in the theater yeah, yeah it's it. i
0: think it's i think it's next weekend it's coming out they're doing like one of those you know two day releases but yeah it's really freaking great S- movie
2: speaking of re-releases um i the re-release of the matrix is coming up um on the big screen which is that might have been one of my best experiences watching a movie was The the Matrix the first time you see it the original one yeah and they're they're re-releasing it I think at the end of the month here and I already bought my ticket for it
0: the, you know the thing with that one is like the the best part of that for me I always remember that because like I had zero expectations going into that movie which Same. I don't think I I don't think I've had for a movie since but like I remember my friend and I went to go see it and like I just like I just remember I saw an, like a picture you know like a a poster and then we went in and it was like oh my god my mind was just melted like what the hell is this you know it was the last movie I yeah, can really what, remember happening. that happening
2: movie I remember, I went and saw that movie and I never back in those days I was broke so I didn't have no money yeah. For it. I, I went and saw that movie three times in a the movie theater, and I didn't have any money to do that, but I still went and saw it three times. So.
0: Yeah, so uh, our first topic, uh, unfortunately, is not nearly as as uplifting as that. It's So uh, the interesting thing to me about what's happened over the last week is that, and this is, I mean, I think this is unfortunate, but the gun issue has not gone away this week, and I feel like one of the problems that really means is that it needs we we have to have back-to-back mass shootings for guns to remain in the news anymore like it, we've so processed like the, uh, like the las vegas shooting to me i still think of as like this crazy thing that happened and like hardly anyone ever references it anymore like like it was a you know mass shooting in las vegas like one you know and it just doesn't it just disappeared and so this story hasn't disappeared i, I have a feeling it probably will fade away this week, unfortunately but, yeah, it's, it's still in the news. Um, you know, it does. it's not helped by... I, I'm curious what you guys thought about the whole Trump trip to El Paso and Dayton, which, you know, I, I it, when I was watching the coverage of it, it made me think of actually what Neville has said before about Trump in that... I mean, and I've said this, obviously, because I'm opposed to him, but just in general, like, the guy, he doesn't even know how to fake being empath- empathetic to people. Like, you know... As as I've told both of you guys a million times, like I hated George W. Bush, but at least Bush, like even if you whether you believed it or not, he at least knew how to like go in and respond to a human tragedy and just like I mean to me, I feel like it's a layup at, at the presidential level to like just show up, you know, at, you know, commiserate with people and and grieve and mourn and like I feel like that's that's presidents of both parties are able to do it so easily and like Trump just he just posed for these crazy pictures with people at the hospital and people that were wounded in the shooting I, i'm curious what both of you guys thought about like that that part of it like i just thought that i it was one of those moments where i was just like i feel like i'm taking crazy pills looking at the way that these they, and like the way he had a he had like a video trailer of it on his twitter feed and i mean he was fighting the whole way about it he was slamming people in you know Democrats in Ohio and you know g- going on about Beto O'Rourke and uh, this one just felt really different someone you know someone posted that they think that this was a turning point I, I don't I don't necessarily believe that anymore because we've had like a million of these turning points but I, I'm curious what both of you guys thought about a- aside from I mean we can talk about the gun issue as well like that's clearly central to it but just the overall sort of unfortunate spectacle of what we've been watching over the last week it's it's kind of crazy to me I what do you, what do you guys think
1: Well, I mean, on the topic of this hospital visit in particular, um, there was one particular photo that the press just absolutely just shit the bed on. I mean, I have I mean, you can say all you want to about Trump, but the press is no better. They're they're just absolute scum. I mean, they've really a lot of members of the press has really revealed themselves as just as bad or worse than Trump on certain days and certain topics. I mean, we can talk about bias in another show someday, but I mean, the, the press for the last two and a half years has really exposed itself as just being absolutely trash. Um, there was a photo of, of one of the children, a, a baby that uh, was involved in the shooting. Both her, both the baby's parents were, were murdered in that, in that shooting. And the press just absolutely went apeshit because it had been reported that the baby you know had been treated and had gone home and that trump demanded that the baby be brought back well it turns out it's not true the family's all been interviewed and it turns out that both of the parents were trump supporters and the family But okay
0: and, 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 I, and I'll agree with you that that part was true but the picture But the press itself... is
1: shit the press lied well, they, they they wanted they... a narrative and they didn't give a damn about facts fuck reality fuck truth fuck everything else it's just Sorry, Neville's child. I'm I'm trying to try and cut down. On that. <laughs> Neville's Neville's son yells, at, gets mad when I cuss so much. So I'm going to try and cut that down. But I I was just like, it was just so like. It, he likes you like it too. So
2: that's the problem.
1: Yeah, uh, it's, it's so typical of the press in the last two years of of that story. It's just an enca- encapsulation of the press for the last two years. Is truth means nothing.
0: Well, I mean, I agree with you, but coming at it from a different angle. But, th- but the picture itself, did did you? Fi- okay, that aside, which you know, I'll, I'll, I'll grant you it was a big issue. That aside, the picture itself. Don't you think the picture is kind of weird?
1: Like yeah, the, the I've he, always no, I've always thought Trump's thumbs up thing is is always struck me as odd. It always has, and it always will. But I mean, you can find Obama in hospitals after tragedies, whether it be a hurricane, whether it be a flood, whether posing with family members and smiling. Right, but not I don't know not that way though. Just I, not, look, I, I'm going to agree with you that Trump to me always looks a little weird when he does the double thumbs up and smiling thing. That's always struck me as a little odd, but it's what he does. It's what he's always does. Obama has that Obama grin that he does. So when sure. and, and I always found that a little creepy. I'm not going to lie. People, when they can expose every single tooth in their head, looks a little weird to me. Um, but that's just personal opinion. That's not a news item. And when Obama was posing with a victims of... You know, all these different tragedies that happened under you know, his eight years, where a president kind of feels compelled to go and, and be seen and have a photo op with, with the victims. I mean, yeah, it always strikes me as a little weird the way Trump does the thumbs up, that Obama has that big, big, huge grin of his that always struck me as a little creepy. Um, but yeah, the photo is weird. But again, it's just like that story to me just encapsulates the last two years of the press that they cannot be trusted even on the most basic of facts.
0: Again, I agree with you, but from a different for a different reason. <laughs> Neville, what yeah. did you think about the whole
2: thing? Well I thought I, I, I somewhat agree with Rob. I mean the photo looks weird, but if you think about it, I mean, Trump does that same pose for every photo everywhere which I think is every selling. type of <laughs> setting, huh?
0: Which I think is telling that that's his that's his only go to. That's what he does. I mean, he just,
2: it's he the just same as the Obama a, grin. It's just what he does. Just what he does. So I it, it, like what Rob's saying though. They didn't make a. They don't make. They didn't make fun of Obama smiling at any of these things, you know. Because maybe you're supposed to be dour and whatever. But you know, it, it's Trump is who he is now. So I'm not really big on that. But the way the press covers it, when he just has a picture and then you what you what if you if you well if he you also had a, pic,
0: a trailer. I mean. Anyway, well, yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I'm not talking, I'm, but if you look at the, the the local papers, the local papers that covered the story and talked to people around there, most of them were, 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 most of the people they talked to were, were good with what Trump said when he was down there and how he treated them and how he interacted with them. So, you know, sometimes you got to look, you got to look beyond the, the, the national news and sometimes go to the local news. A lot of these stories get, the, 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 the national news is only looking for like a clicks, I guess, where the local news is trying to get to the bottom of the story, which is, which is good, you know. You see, you saw that in like the Broward County thing with the sheriff. Um, you see that. You see that brown the place sometimes where the local news does so much of a better job covering uh, these stories in national news, which is which is uh, uh, which is good for the local news, but it's also a bad in the case that local news is actually dying. So, you know, you can hone, you can only have national news. So, uh, when you look at the El Paso uh, newspapers and the uh, local coverage, the local coverage was pretty good, and the people there and lived in El Paso were pretty. You know, positive about Trump's visit. So, well, I, some you
0: know. some of them were. There were, there was pretty pronounced Trump opposition, especially in El Paso, more, yeah, than, but... more than in Dayton, and and that was well, locals. That's, as that's well. the thing
1: is is Neville brings up local. I mean, Dayton is the only reason we know about the politics of the shooter in Dayton. The national news completely ignored that story until people. I mean, social media and and the internet has changed. I mean, the first obvious thing we've talked about before is Dan Rather's fuck up that ruined his career. Uh, even though he now is back being in the press, which I find astonishing. But it, it I truly believe we wouldn't know about the Dayton shooter's politics if it wasn't for A, local news, and B, uh, the modern invention of social media and the internet. And one of the reasons that um the press is so anti-social media and wanting to shut down Facebook pages and all that stuff is they know those stories get shared this way and that we know about the Dayton's Dayton shooters politics because people like me are sharing the local news stories that the national news doesn't want to cover and wants to suppress well I, and those stories CNN, wind up CNN, getting out and then and CNN then the national the first, news has to discover them
0: CNN wasn't the first ones to respond that's a little too conspiratorial it came out for you, in, it came
1: out in the local yokel news that's and then yes CNN covered it after the story started starting going viral
0: yeah well I mean and at the same time you do not have national democratic figures saying the sort of things like the Dayton shooter like the way you did with Trump and the El Paso shooter like that's what what I found just what I found
1: absolutely fascinating about the two shootings was just the complete and utter political bullshit of the press of well well you can't you can't uh bring the politics of the Dayton shooter into his shooting because he didn't write a manifesto this one had a manifesto Folks, go back to all of the shootings. Go back, I mean, particularly the Tucson shooting with Sarah Palin that was uh, during the Obama years and how that went on for months and months and months of it was political rhetoric that caused the shooting, which it didn't. There was no manifesto there. But go back and now check out every single national news person and how they defended... Covering the politics of the El Paso shooter and and not covering the politics of the Dayton shooter, and every single one of them comes down to well, we know the we know the politics uh, was what caused the El Paso shooting because he wrote a manifesto. I'm like, well, I mean, since no... when was that the, the the line of demarcation of we're going to cover politics? They have it's just it's the excuses they have to come up with yeah, are case based to not cover no. the politics. Yeah. They don't I mean, want to cover. No, hold on, hold on, there's, there's...
2: Rob. Here, here's here, here's why. I just want to ask um, ask. Uh, Oliver, this because he you gotta be. What Rob is saying is is absolutely true. If 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 that if that Dayton shooter would have been had pictures on his Facebook with MAGA hats on and right and you know was sitting there you know uh, talking white supremacy stuff. I mean, and even if he didn't write a manifesto and the because the shooting in Dayton was didn't seem like a political shooting, whereas the one in the one in El Paso was purely a political shooting. So I get what I get what people are saying. But they wouldn't give that benefit of doubt if that was the other way around. I think Oliver. They I, would I never have said this. we're going to
1: ignore the politics of this shooter no, because no, no, he didn't write a manifesto. You, you, no.
2: Come on, Oliver. They would You know, the media would not have ignored that. That's it that's the other
0: that's way around. bullshit. That's bullshit. Oh, no, that's oh that's gosh. bullshit. That's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> like the reason why the El Paso shooter got covered like this is because he reflects the rhetoric of the current sitting president. Yeah, of the so States. we're giving well, you. but The shooter reflects the politics No, but left. No, no. But no, but he doesn't though. Like, he doesn't, because he he's not reflecting the Democratic attitude towards people where we want to go out and hurt people of a certain ilk, right? That's the difference. The Republican Party's push right now is to max hurt people with brown skin. All we're saying, right? hold on,
2: hold on, hold on. Waters I, literally saying, I saying, said to make
1: people who were conservative voters scared to come out of their house.
2: Hold, hold on. what we're saying here, Olive, we're not saying that the politics should be whatever, whatever. We're saying that if this guy... In Dayton, was a Trump supporting. Doesn't matter if his, the shooting wasn't political. Now, let's say the shooting wasn't his shooting wasn't political. He didn't say, write a manifesto. He didn't say anything like he's gonna go kill people or whatever. He just happened to walk in there, and in and, and the Dayton, in the in the place he shot up in Dayton, and started shooting people at this uh, get together downtown area where they have, and started shooting people. And then they go back and track it, and find that he had, you know, his he was a right leaning, you know, MAGA guy. The, the, the press would have made it political that's all we're saying they don't they, but they haven't done it with him because he's his politics... No, I totally I
0: totally and I totally disagree with that
2: I totally I don't absolutely you disagree I totally with you, you know, I, I you know that you know this would have happened yeah, but have happened.
0: I but I'm, I'm not saying but I, I don't agree with you at all I think that if this guy had said if this guy on his on his Twitter feed or whatever had said you know Elizabeth Warren says we need to control population growth and that's why I think that we ought to get rid of these people or you know climate change is a big you know a, if he was like these one of the extremists that's like climate change is a huge population issue and so we need to cull the herd and get rid of people i feel it would get covered just like how the, the el paso shooter would be i feel like extremists on the left that that do these sort of violent things would would get covered like they do on the right the problem is most of the shooters most of the shooters are right-wingers now they're not they're not mainstream right-wingers Extremists, yeah, denying that. We're just extremists but they're extremist right wingers. But it's like, point. yeah, and I'm making the media point of the fact that if if one of these guys on the left is a crazy shooter like the guy on the right, it would get covered because it, it, it's, it bleeds It leads. That's literally the story all
1: the time. Okay, what was the name of the shooter that attacked the ICE facility? Can you name him without Googling him? The, the Antifa member who shot up the, uh, the ICE facility and had petrol bombs. What was his name? No, but it was. It was. Nobody f- knows because I mean that's the but thing. It was is I, I always?
0: But, but you're saying, but you're saying it's not covered. But it was covered. But it was a failed attempt. There's a lot of right wing guys. Half the people, guys, half, half the people out of... there
1: listening right now could not even picture him in their head. It was so underreported.
0: Yeah, but there's a lot of right wing guys that get busted for the. What about the guy that got busted with all the weapons that was you know threatening AOC and stuff like that? Can you name his name? It gets covered. It's a blip for a second. And unfortunately, because of the way our culture is, if nobody dies, it doesn't get covered the same way that a like, mass shooting gets covered and a mass shooting gets covered like this most of the time unfortunately those guys are either you know jihad types or they're conservative right wingers that that's just the it's a numbers game like i i just i don't see this this like overriding you know press thing where they're like if the shooter's a liberal we have to cover it up the the unfortunate reality is most of the time the shooter isn't a liberal like it just they just aren't
1: So, to get back to the subject of (laughs) firearms themselves, okay, because I'm very curious of of what your position is going to be. So, every time there's a shooting, the first response by Democrats and 95% of the press is banning firearms, banning magazines, banning firearms. Be
0: specific, be specific. Because I don't, no one's called for a gun ban. They've called for yes, a, a ban. Uh, no, no, they called up They call for a ban on specific sorts of weapons. That's what I'm saying. Be specific. They've called for banning weapons one gun ban. is a
1: gun ban.
0: Yeah, but no, no, you're making it sound like we're calling for you know repeal the Second Amendment kind of thing. No one's called for that.
1: Well, actually, yeah. When you when you delve into the numbers, that is what is being called for. So what we have is no. this invention of the term. Assault weapon, which has no definition. So, for everybody out there, assault rifle... No, it doesn't. It absolutely does not. It does. It does. Uh, Assault rifle has a definition. It It is a very specific term that refers to a fully automatic weapon. A weapon that can have what's called select fire. Meaning you can switch the weapon that when you pull the trigger, all these bullets come out. And unfortunately... When you hear a lot of the polling, what's happened in in the Overton window being shifted is when people are asked about assault weapons, they think that they're answering a question about fully automatic weapons, which are not legal in the United States since 1986 to register. You cannot go to a gun store and buy a fully automatic anything. Handgun, rifle, fully automatic has been banned since 86. Um, what we have now is we have blue cities... If you take the top five blue cities out of the gun violence dynamic, we are comparative to below most European cities. And the issue that we have is that gun laws that we have today are not enforced. I will use uh, Parkland as, as the biggest case of had you done your jobs... I mean, we have Christchurch shooting, which... The Air Force did not put his dishonorable discharge on on the uh, Nick's background checklist, so he got a gun. We have the Parkland shooting, which we found out months and months after Jack Tapper's uh, little town hall, um, where the sheriff was allowed to shift blame from his incompetence to a gun rights organization. What we have in Parkland is people not doing their job. This clearly was somebody that should have been on a list to made him prohibited from buying weapons he had multiple the police had multiple that the NRA opportunities. Us all the time the, the NRA did not make Parkland sheriff's department. A, cowards, and B, not do their job for two years and not arrest this kid and shift, shift him into an Obama program that shifted him away from being arrested to keep their numbers down and to get federal money coming in. And, and there's, there's guns if, all over the place
0: because if of the NRA.
1: Just this weekend in Chicago, a guy was arrested for illegally having three AK 47s and high capacity magazines. His bail was $1,000 and he was back on the street. If we enforced the gun laws that are actually on the books and not keep just skirting people out back into the system, we would fix a vast majority of the problems. But that's just it, is gun laws are passed, and then they're not enforced because, well, we don't want to be seen as, as being, being bigoted or, or tough on criminals. Or that. Why is it that you have a gun law, and then you have somebody who is a felon, picked up with three AK-47s in Chicago, and his bail is $1,000? And then I'm being told I have to have my rights taken away from me because they're doing that.
0: You do. okay. And here's the problem. And I'll let me respond (laughs) because there's a lot to respond to. First of all, a lot of these gun issues come about because you've got blue states next to red states. Right. A lot of Chicago's gun problem happens because they're right next door to Indiana. And we're the United States of America where you can move, dip over to a red state with lax gun laws and flood a blue state with guns. Same thing happens in Washington, D.C. Washington, D.C. has restrictive gun laws. Virginia does not. Literally, you can drive across the border from D.C. to Virginia in 15 to 20 minutes. Right. And, and then you have the issue of, you know, the, the right always. You can't up buy a
1: gun out of state. The the. You can.
0: Okay? Like you we can you, not can. Legally you can. You can't buy a gun. You can out literally of state. you can literally go from DC to Virginia and get a gun and come back to DC. You can go from Illinois to Indiana. You can't
1: if you do it illegally. You
0: can go from Illinois to Indiana, grab a gun and come back to to, to Illinois. That's I, the problem. Folks, we I'm we just going to say the, the, the reality
1: is if you hand a gun store a Illinois license in Indiana, they're going to tell you Goodbye.
0: The reality is we try to pass national gun laws and the NRA freaks out because they say everybody's coming for your guns. We try to pass background checks that 70-80% of the country supports. When you them. want to ban NRA, 90% of
1: the NRA, guns, we then can't, that does... We can't,
0: we can't pass background checks, Rob. We
2: can't pass okay, hold on, hold background checks. We need to, <laughs> we need, to we need to agree on a, a certain set of facts here. Can you buy a gun? If I'm in Georgia here and I go across to Mississippi... Um can I can I buy a gun. We need to agree on some no. type of facts. Here. No, no you, that is you, illegal. You've but, committed but a you, crime, a gun, if somebody sells asking. it to you, you've committed a crime and they've committed a crime.
0: Yeah, but you can pay someone to go over there and do it. Right, this yeah, a I mean, is and you've committed words. a crime, you're saying, right? Right? Oliver? You're literally
1: listing off things that are illegal to but, you but, already. But yes,
0: but what I'm saying is, we don't have the national gun laws where we can prevent these sort of things from happening because you can pay someone. How to is run. that going?
1: How is having something be extra illegal that's already can, illegal? This is like this is literally the drug. The drug debate is well. If we just passed more laws, kids wouldn't smoke weed. Yeah, but the problem is, weed is not filling people filled with bullets, dude.
0: Like that's the problem. Right? No, and just the, cocaine we, we, and, we, we and opioids, to, which try, is again all already illegal. We tried it. Yeah, and 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 the the argument is: let's not have laws against any of this stuff. Let's just let it run wild and free. Right,
1: Oliver. That, there's like twenty thousand gun laws.
0: Yeah, and we need more. And we need more restrictive ones. Because people are fucking getting shot in the The demon
1: weed is eventually going to be stamped out with more laws.
0: Yeah, well, you know, if if we if abusing your argument is that like, you know, why do we have laws against murder? People are just gonna murder. This that's the reductive ad absurdum of the gun laws.
1: Where the laws that we have already Oliver are not enforced. So what is the point? But well, when and we try the to enforce them, is-
0: when we try to enforce them, the right freaks out about it. That's the problem. Because well, your I, solution
1: is always to pass a law that is only going to affect because people be- like me, because- who are because- law-abiding gun owners. Well, guess when what? When you have laws that could have prevented these things in the first place, but, but they're you guys- not utilized.
0: Yeah, but you guys say this every time, and what we have to show for it is more dead people. Like that's the problem. Because part- we'd really
1: like you to enforce the laws on the
0: book no you won't though but you won't that's the problem every time these laws are enforced what do we hear about you go back to the 90s and you hear about you know the atfs coming to knock down your door and take away your guns every time we try to enforce these laws the right freaks out about them and says you know martial law is coming and we're all going to be killed and murdered by the evil government Like, that's the problem. Like, we try to do these things. And again, these things have 70, 80% support. I mean, nobody agrees on as much, uh, agrees on things as much as they agree on some of these gun laws in this country.
2: And they can't be enacted. I'll just say, because we we need to move, but I'll just say that, you know, as usual, when listening to you guys talk about this subject, there's no, like, nuance in the subject, okay? All, All Oliver talks about is gun laws. And you know this, and gun laws won't solve everything. I mean, no. I don't think that's we have no. a we have a big, big culture problem because, like I said, we have, like I said last week, I won't rehash what we said last week, but we have a big, big problem in the culture. And you know, and Rob doesn't want to talk about gun laws because he thinks we have enough. So I, I, as usual, I'm going to be in the middle somewhere. I think there's we have to have better, more enforceable, more realistic, and just you know t- more complete gun laws. I guess. And we also have to wonder what is going on with the culture where young men here do all this stuff, where they don't do it in other parts in other parts of the world. So that's you know, that's I that's am, where that's why I'd say, and that's where I think we should just leave it the subject, honestly.
1: I am totally ready to move on, but I will say that I'm open to the idea of gun laws. What I am not open to is the idea that we are going to ban all firearms except revolvers and bolt action rifles which is when you hear a Democrat or the press use the term assault weapon, they're referring to all semi-automatic rifles and handguns and shotguns, which is outlawing 95% of modern-made firearms. And to be left in a society where we're going to ban, and we are, we are having Democrats openly discussing the confiscation of guns that already exist, and the magazines that are above 10 rounds. When that conversation is had, I don't think that is a reasonable solution. I mean, that is, in my opinion, on the same level as the idea that you are going to have prohibition on alcohol and everything is going to go well. And,
0: and I'll move on, too. And I'll say, I'm, you know, at this point, I'm fine with it. I don't care. <laughs> like, I'm fine with taking them. I'm perfectly fine taking all those guns i'm i'm okay with it like it doesn't
1: bother me <laughs> you don't think, and, and, and I, this is an honest question you don't think there will be any negative repercussions i'm sure that th- of i'm sure there
0: will be but i i'm willing to roll the dice on it at this point like the problem is so bad i'm willing to roll the dice and see where like see where it, the, the chips fall like i i used to be sort of you know hem and hawn before nowadays i'm fine with it well let's try it mm-hmm. <laughs> so we'll move on to our next topic which is slightly lighter which is i guess lighter i mean it, it's serious but also uh, you know it's kind of a it, it's a mixed bag so jeffrey epstein the pedophile and I, I you can't even say accused pedophile like he's he's an admitted pedophile was uh committed suicide uh, as we record this on sunday it, it, this was on saturday he was quote unquote found unresponsive in his jail cell and you know they're they're saying he committed suicide and so, you know, of course, in the in, in in any era, this would be a suspicious suicide, but especially I think, and as we talked about, you know, a million times before, fueled fueled by the internet, a spiraling cascade of conspiracy theories and conjecture and you know ideas that have come out of this thing, and I mean, I'll just say, like, it's 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 hard to like. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, which is always a famous thing someone says right before they espouse a conspiracy theory. But it's hard to, like, rebut a conspiracy theorist when the rich guy who apparently was going to or, you know, had evidence and spilled the beans about other rich guys and rich and powerful guys involved in, you know, pedophilia, sex trafficking, etc. Somehow just, you know, he, he turned up dead in his prison cell just, you know, out of the blue. Like, I'm sorry, it's it's hard to... ...tell A conspiracy theorist person, like, oh, you're wrong, you don't know what you're talking about when something like this happens. Like, it's almost like, I mean, you know, when I saw this happen yesterday, and actually, you know, funny enough, I I knew about it because Rob t- texted me and, and Neville about it. I like my first thought was, well, you know, Alex Jones is gonna have a field day because, like, this is literally the stuff he's talked about, you know, conspiracy theorist Alex Jones. This is the kind of stuff he's talked about for years. And then it's like, damn, it actually happened. Like, it's hard. To, it's really hard to, you know, deny this kind of thing. I, what do you guys think?
1: So, yeah, I, I, agree, I agree with you that the Alex Jones, yeah, is going to have a field day. But the problem is, is that everybody on MSNBC went Alex Jones. I mean, it was hilarious. Um, for anybody who wants to go out and uh, Google the video of uh, uh, Joy Reid uh, the morning of of Saturday when the news broke and watch that segment. I mean, it's, I mean, to, I'd be hard pressed for you guys to explain to me the difference between Alex Jones and joy Reed and then go read, uh, Joe Scarborough's, uh, Twitter feed from yesterday. It was, it was amazeballs. I was sort of like, Oh my God, I was loving it. Cause I'm like, these people are batshit crazy. Um, they've lost their minds, but it was hilarious because, um, and it is nicer to do a lighter topic now um, it's it's really sad. it's really it's really sad that the
0: pedophile is the lighter topic yeah the pedophile sex uh, trafficking is the lighter yeah, topic suicide but.
1: um so the day before his he he suicide and i'm doing massive air quotes here with suicide um the day before uh, Mediaite... um had reported that names were starting to come out of the investigation. I'm not saying he was naming names. That's People were like, oh, he was naming names, like yeah, he no. had just given the name. No, these are depositions that have been given years before that very powerful people have been able to keep under wraps and keep from the public. So it came out that uh, Richardson, uh, uh, I can't remember what his... He's not in, he Yeah, Bill Richardson, he's not uh, a governor or or a politician anymore. He's a politician who's moved on to other things. It turns out um, he was named as one of the people visiting Pedo Island to have sex with underage girls. Uh, You guys might remember some of the other names, but he was the big name that I I remember off the top of my head. I'm not looking at the article right now. But one of the um, major things that uh, was written in another Media Eye article on the same day was that it was confirmed that Bill Clinton was on Pedo Island, and he was on there on a day that underage girls were being raped. And, you know, Bill Clinton has obviously put out his statement that denies that he was ever on an island. I think he even even said he'd only been on his plane like six times, which we already had plane logs that proved that he had been on his plane like at least minimum 20 times, and that's when his name was listed. You don't know how many times he was like there under another name, but we have 20 confirmed 20 different times he was on Epstein's private plane but yes the day before his suicide uh the article came out that Bill Clinton was on Pedo Island on on the same day that underage girls it was confirmed being raped and I literally and I'm not even joking I literally read that article and when I got to the I got done with it in my head I thought well, this guy's lifespan can be measured with an egg timer. <laughs> I mean, well, I, I mean, I'm not even, I mean, I was kind of half joking. But then when the news broke the next day of his suicide, I was just like, oh, my God. And, and I mean, I'll say,
0: I'll say aside from, you know, like the, the politics of it, like I, I, to be blunt, if any Democrats are on that list of I, I don't give a damn, like out them, burn them you know like nail them to a wall like i i have no interest in you know quote unquote protecting my side when it comes to this kind of thing like like you know there's there's all kinds of things that we can argue and go back and forth about but like for me this one if if they're involved with epstein or any other guys like that i 'm perfectly fine like i and I saw a sort of strain of this not from Rob, but from other folks on the right they 're like, well, you know you know the Democrats they want to they want to protect Bill Clinton on this, they want to protect these you know the liberals are and like I mean at the same time, I saw a lot of Democrats, especially women on my feed, saying like, Hey, if guys on our side are on this list, if they have evidence that people on you know on our side of the aisle fuck them and like that's how i feel about it too like if if any even people that i supported in the past if they were you know connected to this i am perfectly fine with absolutely burning them like i like i i have no compunction about this like whereas with other things i might be sort of you know wishy-washy or you know say it's sort of a, a right-wing smear like this one the to me the to me the big issue on this one is just how like the rich guys got away with it so long like I, I'm I'm kind of curious, you know, what you guys. It, think- it is
1: funny to see anybody trying to like score political points because folks out there, the Epstein. I can guarantee you had you name an area like Republicans, Democrats, rich. I mean, there you there is not a level of industry of of very rich men that are probably every every area is. I'm not saying every rich person. I'm saying there is. Everybody's ox is getting to get gored right. in in that list because I guarantee you there are Republicans, there's Democrats, there's NFL owners. I guarantee you, like, it, this and, is this is more rich guys versus the rest
0: of us than, than yes. left versus right. You know, like yeah, us. this is a class, this is yeah. a
2: class thing, really. I mean, and, and you know, I'm I'm guessing the dude off himself, really. I don't really think there's any conspiracy. I'm not a big conspiracy guy, but I can see how people would see that. But I, I don't. I think the guy just off himself. He tried already one time. he... They got into him again, or one of the guys in there, because they don't like pay, they don't like pe- right. uh, pedophiles in jail, and they they usually tend to take care of them. So um, maybe that happened, but I, I don't think there's any conspiracy here. And you know, for the president of the United States to be playing a conspiracy, <laughs> well, yeah, is just that's really, yeah. Really, yeah, it's really really <laughs> weird to me. But um, you know, I mean, Trump is Trump, but we already know what we get with the package, so. But, you know, um, I just think this is a whole lot of do about nothing. The guy's a scumbag anyway, so better better he's dead than wasting taxpayer money by the way I see it anyways. Yeah, and, you know, As just... Fiscal well, let me, let me ask you a that.
1: question about that. So you're saying that you're like... And I, I I agree with you. I think the guy most likely... I mean, yeah. here's the thing. I think it's not less than zero that maybe something else happened other than he offed himself. I'm like 99.9%. Right. My interesting thing, though, is is that there is no explanation that a guy in a federal prison who had attempted suicide a week and a half ago we now have it has now been reported was not on suicide watch in a prison in a in a jail by himself not being monitored and this is probably the most high profile prisoner yeah. in the United States with the most high profile situation in the United States, as far as what could happen, not only is he the high-profile criminal, but, you know, his situation and facts of his case are high-profile. like probably the top guy in the United States, and not only is he not on suicide watch, a high-profile guy like that is not being watched, even if he hadn't tried to commit suicide, well, that well, he's able here, to do
2: it. Here's a, Here's the thing with that. This just shows you the incompetence of government. That's basically what it is. I mean, they can't keep a guy like that alive, Um, you know. And people, but they're going to take care of us in our healthcare, and they can't keep that guy alive. But they're going to keep healthcare. Star, star. I mean, star. I guess the star is the wrong word to use, but you know, a uh, a high-profile inmate alive, and you know, you want to turn over and Oliver and his his uh, folks. Oh, now it's now it's on me. They want to turn over every bit of every bit of freedom to the government. I mean I I you know the government fails so much that it's like well, I mean I don't understand how we I, I, always, I always wonder how conservatives lose these arguments when the government fails at pretty much everything they do. I mean, it's like everything they do they well, fail at.
0: Well, I, um, I, I, I'll, I'll remind you guys that the great military that we rely on to protect us every day, that's also the government. Yeah, but it's in
2: the Constitution <laughs> for one, and we overspend on it. I think our budget on the, the military is like $800 million, so we have to overspend on it like by... Fifty times what what we need to actually make it work right. So that's another. So you know, I just sorry. I just <laughs> looked
1: up the uh, media item. It's actually on uh, Dan Abrams' sister site, Long Crime. I looked up the names. So there's six people that got dropped. Names got dropped from a uh, a deposition from like two years ago, but it was part of the investigation that of convicting him. So it was one of them was James Cain, Cayne, C A Y N E, CEO of Bear Stearns. Um, Ouch. Gwendolyn Beck. Uh, was also a politician, uh, Virginia's eighth district. Um, Bill Richardson, former governor of New Mexico. Um, there's a sad one in here for both me and Oliver, um, because uh, John Glenn was on the list, unfortunately. Mm. Yeah, that, that really disappoints me. Uh, Oliver Sachs, uh, who's a neurologist, yeah, you know, so you got doctors in there. And then you've got uh, Catherine Ies Kearns and Kevin Maxwell I don't know who those people are um, the Duke of Roxbury, so he's connected yeah it's just it, it, it yeah fills, I mean, it fills the gamut of people that were going to Pedo Island yeah things. I mean I mean,
0: I mean I, I, like you know to, to put a cap on it like I still I think that the, the big takeaway and this this it actually strangely reminded me back of the you know as you guys probably remember from our high school years. The O.J. stuff, where it's it's there's the rich guy system and there's the the regular person system, and and I feel like you know Trump tapped into this you know to sort of connect it to politics. Trump tapped into this in some ways you know when he was running for president, and you've got a lot of Democrats you know running for president that are tapping into this now uh, on the left side of things. The you know the sort of populist anger you've got you know Bernie, and Elizabeth Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, sorry, and and other you know uh, people running for president, like this whole idea. And, and, you know, Sometimes the, the right poo it And people on the left have poo-pooed it too But it's really hard, especially in a situation like this And the way that Epstein got away with it To think that there's not a system For them And then there's a system for the rest of us, right? Like, like the three, if the three of us were implicated in one one hundredth of what Epstein was implicated in, there's no way doing
2: this podcast. Yeah,
0: there's there's no way there's no way we'd be on bail, and you know he basically had like an office to himself that he was able to run, like not not a chance in hell.
2: And then this guy, you know, let's let's also be let's also be honest here. This has been like this since the beginning of time. Mm. So I mean, it's not like sure, it's not new. Yeah, it's not new. It's it's like this all over the world, anywhere you are. I mean, OJ got. If I would have did what OJ did, I. I mean, I, you know you <laughs> right. Be, so I'd be locked in jail. Yeah,
0: so. you wouldn't be able to turn yourself in like OJ was able to. <laughs> to exactly, do. exactly. Yeah. yeah. So uh, our third issue I, I thought was kind of interesting talking about you know what Rob was talking about with media bias this week. So this to me was the most egregious uh, instance of media. I get I I don't like to I actually don't like to use bias in this, but this one felt I, this one felt biasy. To me, so what basically what happened is Joaquin Castro uh, published this list uh, based on publicly available donor information of donors uh, to Trump in the San Antonio, uh, I think it was San Antonio, Texas area, and the interesting part of it to me, I mean, you had Republicans doing this thing where oh, he's doxing these people, he's he's outing them, he's you know, he's he's attacking them, and you know, th- and you've had this sort of strain on the right for a while of you know, people pointing out rich donors to uh, Republican campaigns. And again, if you go to FEC.gov, if you donate, I think it's $200 or more to a political campaign, you're going to be listed in public records because that's how we know who's putting money into our elections. But the funny part of it to me was uh, you had Maggie Haberman, who is the lead uh, New York Times reporter for the White House and like their star reporter. Like They, they, they love her. She's their great you know, great white hope. And I mean, if you follow me on Twitter, you know that like she is the I consider her the worst journalist in America and part of my ongoing campaign against The New York Times. And she was like, I am really disturbed by this be- information being out there. And she wouldn't even retweet like someone someone quoted Castro's tweet uh, about the whole issue. And she's like, I don't even want to I don't even want to retweet it to get this information out there. I you know, I, I I just feel I feel badly about this. And like, you know, as people pointed out, like. The the Times itself outed uh, donors to the Clinton Foundation. And, you know, the the Times has repeatedly reported... I mean, every journalistic outlet worth its salt has reported on big donors to campaigns because, again, we should know who's financing our elections. And and so I just just found it, you know, the New York Times clutching its pearls over this revelation of public, again, publicly available information was just... Fucking ridiculous to, 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 unfortunately put a, you know, a button on it. Ridiculous. And I, I, I'm perfectly fine with this information being out there. If you donate it to Obama, if you donate to Hillary, if you're a multimillionaire that donated to one of these guys... I don't give a damn. Your name should be public. Everyone should know who you are. Like, if, if you're willing to bankroll these campaigns, whether you're supporting Bernie and Medicare for All or if you're supporting Trump and his, you know, racist wall, if you're bankrolling it, we should know who the hell you are. And, and I think all of that information should be out in the public. So I'm curious what you guys thought about this, you know, the the, the, the freak out over it and, you know, possibly the, the media pearl clutching from the supposedly liberal media
1: over it. I, to say the least, had a different reaction. <laughs> um, I I think it's hilarious anytime the it's publicly available information uh, line is used on on these kind of situations because there's a lot of information out there that's that's public information, but you have to like put the effort in to go find it, which 99.9 percent of the public is not going to do. Um, I think the morals of Castro can be summed up in the fact that. That was not the complete list of, of Trump donors. Uh, Castro, actually it was Castro's twin brother uh, who actually put out the tweet. I guess he's managing his campaign. Um, the donors list uh, that Castro put out was all white people. Uh, there were Hispanics and, and other people that had donated to Donald Trump and he oddly chose to edit those donors out. Um, weird. I know. Uh, so I think that the act of Castro doing that sums up the motivation of, of Castro and what him and his brother were but doing do you, but that do, you, do you, um, do you,
0: do you think it was doxing? Like some people said, do you really consider this doxing? Do you really consider this, like this kind of... Technically,
1: technically, I, I would call it doxing if you want to get hyper-technical about it. Maybe not, um, because it is information that's not easy to get. It's not like you can just... It's not that hard I, either, though, it's, Rob. It's not that hard, but you know, you and I both know that the uh, American interest in these things is about nil, and nobody's going to go to the effort of doing that. I mean, um, I think the, the other thing I will bring up is Castro flat out said, I did this to... Um, how did he phrase it? get people to think twice about donating to Donald Trump. Sure. And I think that also sums up his motivation along with, along with editing the list so that he wouldn't, uh, he, he, he took out, uh, Hispanic donors, uh, black donors, any donor that wasn't white. Um, and so first he said, well, I want, you know, people were saying, well, I want, um, you know, these businesses to suffer the consequences of donating to Trump. Um, I think 90% of the donors were listed when you, when you delved into them as retired. Uh, so you got multiple things in there. You got, oh, I want their, I, I don't want, I think he said, I don't want these people attacked. I want to, I want their businesses, you know, it's a form of protest. I want their, Well, how are they businesses going to suffer when they're retired? I, I do think, uh, when you got Maxine Waters saying, make them so scared they won't come out of their house, confront them when they're pumping gas. Um, you've got. You've got people, I mean, I can post some videos after the show if anybody wants me to. You've got videos of people, um, you know, ramming Trump signs and Trump cars with bu- Trump bumper stickers. You've got uh, stories of people that are being assaulted in those hats. You've got people that have the bumper stickers who were pulled out of the cars. Yeah, but this is, we, this is we not, are not in an, I understand what you're saying about, you know, well, it's public information, Normally, I probably wouldn't have an issue with either side publishing the names of donors. That seems kind of normal and a normal... But what we've got is both sides saying, the other side is trying to murder you. Oh, by the way, here's a list of all their people. I, I do believe, and that's just my opinion... That when Castro put that, it's like we're in the primary. So each Democrat is trying to be more extreme than the other Democrat because they want to win because that's what a primary is. And I do think in a way Castro was a trying to prove how extreme his extreme cred in a way. And I do think uh, his motivation was what he said it was, was to scare these people into and scare anybody else that was thinking about donating. Um, well, look, any, to, be, to any, be any signal that he was going to keep Hispanic donors safe, well, to, but I do think he wanted some violence uh, visited upon these people.
0: Well, I mean, I, I'm not—I definitely don't agree with that. But just just to clarify before Neville weighs in, so the the person that tweeted it out was Joaquin Castro, who's currently in Congress representing Texas. His brother Julian Castro, who is a former HUD secretary is currently running for president in the democratic primary. So that's how that came about. And I mean obviously his brother supports him and they're twin brothers which I mean aside from the seriousness of this issue like I like part of you know Julian Castro I just want to say Julian Castro I should say i i, I kind of want them to i would like him to be president just so he could swap places with his brother i just want to put that out there i want i want i want a parent <laughs> that would be that I, is a movie I, waiting to be. i know right i want a parent swap situation in the presidency like like if i, I would support him for president you know and I, i'm not supporting anyone but i would support him just for the hilarity of it at this point <laughs> i just want to throw that in there it's a never you what can, can have things? you could
2: you can have if if, if if god forbid one gets assassinated he can just like oh well, it never happened then we'll just put him, replace him. Put his brother in there And to say Okay well we didn't have a, We still have Joaquin Yeah which, well, well, what, One, one, of, really one of them
0: has a beard Right now and, and so the other one Doesn't I think I'm so sure like, they can
2: Take care of that part They can yeah, yeah, it, right. Oh yeah yeah you know, I know I'm one, just saying Or yeah. if one if They can like double They can campaign Like in like Right two Right, right
0: exactly Like and Trump yeah, You know Trump kind of Would confuse Trump Like Trump wouldn't know Which one is campaigning where You know like he can yeah. He can <laughs> campaign on either side Of the country simultaneously But anyways What did you think about this?
2: Well I um, You know I, I'm a, I'm not mixed mind of this 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 topic, but I'm I'm really I don't think it's a, you know, a doxing situation because like like Oliver says, it's a it's publicly in, public information. I, I'm not really going I'm not really for going after people with their political donations, whether they be right or left. They always happen to be on the right, though, for some for whatever reason. So always seems that they go after those people. Well, I mean, George Soros, would, George Soros would George
1: Soros would dispute that, but <laughs> yeah, but George Soros. Is I think one there's guy. a difference I mean, between a billionaire and somebody who can hire private security and a retired, you yeah, know, octogenarian.
2: I, I, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not really cool with that. I'm not really cool with this because because you don't like the way some people vote and they give their money to those campaigns, then you you go after them and like to give their home address and all this kind of stuff. I'm, I'm not really cool with that. That's not, that's not, I don't think that's the way the system is supposed to work, honestly. I mean, you know, if you don't like Trump, you don't like Trump. Vote him out of office, but don't attack the people. Don't attack the people that try and, you know, maybe they have, they might not like Trump either. I mean, I'm, I don't like Donald Trump, but I'm, but I'm you don't gonna, donate to him. Yeah, I don't donate to him either, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to go and say that I should, that people should, you know, I'm still on the right, so I'm still, you know, an enemy of the state, according to some of these people. And it's, I, that's, to me, it doesn't make sense. Um, I am for the, uh, you know the, I, I do want our campaign system kind of you know uh, how do you say it opaque for lack of a better word I guess opaque uh, or transparent. You know, tra- no, I'm sorry, uh, transparent. Yeah. Sorry, I do, I do, I do like the tra- the trans the transparency uh, aspect of the thing because I do want, I don't want where we have you know people that are like you know. Russians, or you know, or mobsters, or Kim Jong Un, yeah. or a mob, so, you know people that shouldn't be yeah. donating. I'm I'm, 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 I don't want them in in the uh, in the uh, basket. So I am for that. I am for yeah, it, I was, I, don't I was, think you should. I was
0: actually going to ask you both you guys about that because I, I, I mean, I've seen it go back and forth over the last twenty years or so, but I've seen conservatives. More often, it's funny. Like I, you know, and I mean, I'm saying this is not a you know monolithic opinion. So I'm I'm legitimately curious what you guys think. But like I've seen conservatives say, you know, they say money is speech, you know, and I I don't agree. But the Supreme Court has definitely agreed with that. But at the same time, you have someone like Scalia, who clearly, I mean, as you guys both know, me and Scalia are, you know, we're not on the same page on things. But Scalia was actually one of the people that said, well, if we're gonna have this money in our elections, and he was in favor of that part of it. On the flip side, he also said, We gotta we gotta list you. He like we need to know, you know, who, yeah, who's putting this money in the election. Like I so That's right. Yeah, am. I was curious where you guys fell I, on I that section. I
2: I think if you're gonna if you're gonna you, you 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 can have as long as your name's out there and you're you know I I still I, I know it's gonna be hard to have your name out there and not have your business attacked if they have, you know, if they but I think you can't have the well, I think the what they call it, dark money. Um, yeah. Where nope, where you know nobody knows where it comes from. I don't want that at all. That's to me. I don't think that's we can. I think money is speech. I agree with the uh, uh, Citizens United uh, uh, Supreme Court case, but that's because money is your opinion. If you're spending your money, that's to me. That's that's the, about strongest speech you can you can you can say to me. But um, right. Your I don't with money, you're with money. You're making a big. You're making a big. Uh, yeah, you're making a big yeah, yeah, you're making a big commitment. Yeah, you're making a big commitment. You're not going out just talking about your candidate. You're actually putting money behind that candidate. So, but I also think if you're gonna do that. You're you're open to you know, unfortunately you're open to being attacked like what uh like what Castro did. So what do you feel um, about like Castro part, uh, but,
1: deleting Hispanic names out of the list?
2: Oh I, yeah, I, I, of course he's gonna of course they're gonna do that because they you know though and according to the left the white man is uh you know the devil so it's it's uh you know. It's, it's, to it's me, that confirmed he wanted violence on these people because he's like,
1: "Well, I want to make sure it's the, if the violence happens, it only ha- it doesn't happen to anybody Hispanic." I think that was what keyed me into like maybe he had some ill wishes. Yeah, I, 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 I
2: saw I saw that. Yes, he, uh, he also um outed some of his own. Uh, yeah, like, there were donors like, to yeah. him on that yeah. <laughs> list. His own donors. I forgot about that. that. Yeah, yeah, which I, to, I which to that me, which to me,
0: shows that it's not about violence. And like again, I I don't I don't think that this was violent I there's nothing in his background supporting violence against people but yeah i i I don't know i but here's the,
2: here's the thing yeah. here's the thing we say this about Trump all the time okay that you know he can't he has to control his words and stuff like that you have people out there that are not as sane as we are you know or certain other people sure. that will take will take what he's doing and and you know and and make something of it and they'll go to these houses with their AR fifteen. And, and threaten their kids or you know go to their business and you know I mean cause so that's that's the thing you can't escalate you know you don't add uh, you don't add salt to the wound if, so to speak so it, it, it I think if we're going to say this about Trump which I believe Trump does do this he, he you know he, he 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 doesn't fire the gun you can't blame him for the shootings but he's well. He's not exactly trying to tamp them down either, yeah. if you know what I mean. And then, and when, so when a guy like Castro does it, maybe in a smaller aspect, it's a smaller, you know, smaller scenario. Obviously, because he's not the president, but you don't put them on. You, basically, you put those people on blast. Sure, as a, you, as a kid say, sure, you <laughs> put them on blast. Sure, okay? <laughs> so and that what if something happens to one of those persons one of those people what are you going to say i mean you know i mean that's that that's not what we want i don't think that's 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 not what we should want no and way, and and,
0: to and if and if castro had a a something in his background like trump of advocating for violence or if he was advocating for violence specifically with this request then i would say that there's definitely a problem with it right like like i feel like you have to integrate these things into the criticism if if, if, you know, it, there's a difference, uh, to be perfectly blunt, there's a difference in, you know, Trump saying, you know, walking around saying, beat up people, you know,
2: you know. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not comparing the right, Trump. Right, 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 I'm, saying right. I'm just
0: that. saying, like, if there was someone on the left, right, a prominent person on the left that was saying, you know, you have to beat up these people, you have to hurt them, versus criticize people, right? Like, this is an open and free society, and you can say, like, if someone is bankrolling Trump, they should be criticized, I feel like there's there's a degree of difference between the two. I don't feel that the two are equivalent at all. At all. Like I, I like I said, if, if someone on the left was saying you know to attack these people, they would be wrong, and I'd be the first one in line to condemn them. And and if there were people on the left saying like we should hurt people on the right, I would condemn that as well. Like I don't I don't agree with the I agree with the public shaming of some of these people. You know like you know against uh. uh uh, Trump's press secretary, I'm perfectly fine with those people getting shamed and and called out for, you know, supporting this, this administration. I don't want them hurt. Like, I don't want them... Number one, I think that's wrong. Number two, I don't want them to be martyrs, but I'm perfectly fine with, you know, saying people should be publicly shamed for their political positions and, you know, their, their the public The problem is, is that
1: whenever a Trump person is gets the shit kicked out of them, it's, it's justified by the press. I mean, when I you had, before the MEO. election... When you, when you had the election, before the election, there was that one particular rally where, you know, you had, you had Trump's words literally slashed with box cutters and, um, you know, faces caved in. And you, one guy, there's literally video of one Trump guy running like hell with a guy chasing him with a knife. Um, and the press was like, yeah, well, they chose to show up.
0: Yeah, see, I did, Rob, I, I, you know, I mean, we've got to get into this one day, but, like, I just don't see that happening. If anything, I see the, the mainstream press... Being like, you know, giving them the benefit of the doubt Giving the Trump people, even Trump himself The benefit of the doubt more often than not When these sort of issues pop up It's always, you know, appears to be, suggests Instead of the definite article But anyhow, let, let's move on Let's move on to our <laughs> next topic Because we're, as usual, especially with the press issue We're never going to solve it uh, Especially with me and these two guys But this <laughs> this this next topic I actually feel like we might get You know, the unusual, very unusual Everything but nothing agreement Uh, And this is sort of where politics and pop culture have actually collided this week. So it's it's perfectly down our alley. Uh, Relating to the shootings in El Paso and Dayton, Walmart decided to respond. So a lot of people uh, on my side of the aisle call for Walmart to stop selling guns in their stores. And, you know, you've had that with other retailers in the past where people have pressured them to not sell guns in their stores. And Walmart didn't do that. But what Walmart decided to do, and, you know, remember Walmart's the biggest retailer in the United States. Walmart decided to uh, remove ads for violent video games from their stores. And, I mean, I have to laugh about it because, like, I feel like it's the most inadequate and stupid response you could make to this thing that happened this past week. Because it it, it almost, I mean, and, you know, I'll let Rob and Neville uh, uh, respond to this, but you had a lot of Republican leaders come out and... You know, sure, they didn't, they obviously didn't go after the guns, but they decided like to blame the two big things on the right to blame this past week were mental health issues and video games. And so I, I'm curious where you guys fall on this whole thing with the, the video game thing on the right. Like, the one thing I, I want to point out before you guys go, I, I think one of the weird things is it's almost generational where a lot of our elected officials, and that's left and right, you know, Democrats and Republicans, most of these guys are a lot older than us and they did not play video games. And I think, I think that they they don't really even understand video games. Like they still think of video games as you know pong, really. I mean and, and I mean it sounds absurd to folks listening out there, but I really think that that's how most of our elected officials, including my fellow Democrats, think about video games they think about like pac-man and pong as like you know games that are targeted to kids with crude graphics like they i I just think that they don't even understand what a modern video game and the target audience for a modern video game which is generally to be perfectly blunt is someone closer to me and and robin neville's age than a a 16 year old kid i mean these companies are not making you know a 150 million dollar video game for a bunch of teenagers they're making them for 30 and 40 years old 40 year olds with disposable income. So, uh, you guys, what, what, what do you guys think about the, the, the whole video game nonsense this past week?
1: It, it's a, it is amazing that this trope... I mean, I, I put it right up there with the less attack on, on gun ownership. It's like, going after gun owners that are following all these laws, and there's a lot of them, are not the problem. The video game... I mean, it's, it's just funny. It's like, I always go back to uh, Reefer Madness. Uh, the movie um, that was made, it was a propaganda film made by the government, you know, back in the 30s, it's become part of American culture that everybody knows. I always kind of go back to that one of just people don't know what to do. So they just go do. So-, and the worst words in, in, in my opinion, in American history is do something, you know, I mean, do something is how we got prohibition. But it's like, it's funny, you know, you go back to, like, when we were kids and it was rap music. I remember when Ice-T's uh, cop, killer. Uh, cop Killer came out. First thing I did is, I I was a punk, you know, growing up in the in the 80s and 90s. And I first thing I did is I ran out and got a copy. Still have it, because this day. Still have a copy of it. Because uh, they were like, we're going to ban this, you know. And, um, you know, I get if, you know, I'm a cop, I would... I wouldn't want a a song out there that says white killer or black killer or that kind of thing. You know, I mean, it is inflammatory, but I mean, if a if a song is causing somebody to like snap and go kill a cop, that's probably somebody that was going to snap already. Um, one of the biggest proponents I, I remember when the the height of the video game insanity uh, in the '90s. Uh, when we had, like, really high crime rates was uh, Al Gore's wife, which she yeah, was really... Gore, Joe Lieberman Tipper Gore big. was really anti-rap, anti-video games. That's, we ha- that's just... why we have
0: the, the warning, the parental advisory warning on rap. Right, that's where... Yeah,
1: that's just right. That's where that came from, the ratings on video games. And it's absolutely, mind-fuckingly ridiculous. Um, porn does not make you rape. Um, video games do not make you kill. Um... I I don't even know how to have a debate about this question because to me it's so just space brained to say that a violent poster hanging in Walmart is going to make you want to shoot up a Walmart. So
0: I just... so to but to, to get into I and and I, I I'm always leaning on this but Neville is the only dad in the room. <laughs> what do you, what do you think about the you know this the video games will make the kids go crazy and you know, shoot up a school or a Walmart well, or something like that, you know?
2: Well, I'll be honest. Yeah, please stop playing
1: Vice City and answer the question.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I just put down my controller. <laughs> I was playing uh, Grand Theft Auto. Um, you might not be the most I, objective I, person on this.
2: Yeah, somebody – I always found this ridiculous. You know, I, I guess I'm older, but I played Grand Theft Auto when I was younger too, and now I played, you know, other shoot 'em up games, but I never – and I still, you know, to this day I've only shot a gun one time, so – I don't see the correlation, but I guess you know it could I guess some people see it. I, I, I think it's ridiculous, but um, I did you know as I was, as a as a father growing up and raising two boys and a girl, a girl wasn't that interested in video games, but the, my boys were interested in video games, and I kept those type of games away from them yeah. for the most part until they were older. So I I, I I guess you can say that, but you know as they got older, you know sixteen, seventeen, whatever. You know you let them you know they have to you know they're gonna get into it anyways it's the better they learn you know from while they're still under some type of uh parental guidance I guess is the better the best way to put it because you know they're gonna see those games regardless and but i always I always thought blaming those games was just a cop out because. They have those games, like I said last week. They have those games everywhere right. in the world. They don't sell right. them in America. Okay, they sell them everywhere. Some
0: of the best players yeah. of those games are in Japan, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and South and Korea Japan has
2: none of this problem. Right. Japan has none of this problem, and this and to say it, you know, Japan's culture is is you know, uh, we like to think of ourselves as a superior culture to everybody else's, but they don't have this problem. They say they play the same video games, and like I like I was telling you guys. I play. I've been playing Grand Theft Auto since I can't. I don't know how long. I mean, you you do everything in that game. You. You, uh, you know, you kill cops, you, you kill pedestrians, you run people over. I mean, this is, I mean, you could, you can if there's a way to kill people in a game, Grand Theft Auto has thought it. Right, of. and it's, it's, right. it's, it's, I mean, uh, it's,
0: it's more fun in that game, I mean, I, I'll be blunt with you guys, it's more fun in that game to run over people on the sidewalk than it is to stay in your lane and follow traffic, right? Exactly, <laughs> that game, I mean, like it is. I mean, it's going basic, to
2: basically what you do, basically, you're basically, your, your, your body count in that yeah. game is like, it's like, it's like ridiculous, so I mean, it's like, but. You know that doesn't mean you go out and, and maybe maybe it helps. Maybe when some you know a guy that's playing and he's a little off. Maybe it does change him and say, "Ooh, I want to go do this for real." But that has to be like one in a million to me. Right. I don't see how that would be a big big problem. Yeah, I mean, I I, in... I can
0: even say like as myself, I played a lot of first person shooters, like a lot, a lot, a lot. You can go right now. I mean, I played. You know, I, I've been playing... Uh, the Division is the current game I'm playing right now. I've played tons of Call of Duty, right? And as Rob can attest to, Rob and I have played Call of Duty together, right? Yep. And, and it, But the the thing is, as you heard from the first segment of the show, I'm pretty vehemently anti-gun, but I can go play Call of Duty and kill up a million guys because I understand it's a video game. And I think, you know, like like Neville said, I think... You know, I don't want to be one of these people that's always like, you know, it's on the parents, on the parents. But like, if your parents are not helping you to understand the difference between fantasy and reality, then no amount of a video game ban is going to help you. Like, if you can't,
1: well, exactly. Thank you. It's like literally, I'm like, that was going to be my next point, and you, you, uh, you nailed it. It's just like every single one of these shootings that we had. Like, let's go back to Columbine. It's like when you look at like the parents. I'm like, they had shitty, shitty, shitty parents. I mean, when you go back and study, like, the Columbine kids, these were kids that had bombs. Yeah. Like, a, 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 uh, a, a, uh, God damn it, a natural tank, um, uh, propane tank. Yeah. There you go. A propane tank bomb is not small. Right. Okay? You cannot just hide that under your bed. And these kids, Klebold and whatever his douchebag name was, Harris. had hundreds of rounds. And they And the parents were claiming... That it was all it was all just hidden in their room and we didn't know. Every single shooter, every single one, almost universally, had horrible, completely disconnected parents that were not in any way involved in their kids' lives. I mean how I mean it's it's I this. would
2: I would wonder, I would wonder, just checking on that, I wonder wonder how, how many of them are raised in like single parent households or well, I know the know.
1: Columbine shooters both had two parents. I, I, know I know that. I know that particular. I don't know yeah, the other the one. The Sandy or Hook kid was a
2: single parent. I, 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 yeah. I think
1: it's more that. I don't think that's the connection. Yeah, I, think, I think it's the style the of the parenting. universal is is they were they were just not good parents. They were completely disconnected. Um, they were completely not involved in their kid's life. It's right. like you know they had kids. I guess either they were they were an accident or they were just oh, okay. I had a kid. It raises itself. Whatever. I, they just were just. The universal in most of these shootings is crappy parents. Yeah, I mean, the, the, and it seems like every time we need an easy answer for something, we go with. And 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 I'm going to say the same thing with guns. You know, it's like we go for the easy answer of like, well, let's just ban the guns, or oh, let's just blame video games. Yeah, that's not the problem, folks. Well, I mean, you know, the, it's the, just
0: not the part. The part that what the part I, I can't agree with you on. And, and Neville, I'm actually curious if you agree with me on this. But and, and Rob, you can you can from your perspective, but. I I cannot see a Jamaican parent your sort of typical Jamaican parent having a kid getting into this kind of stuff and just like not not understanding that it's going on. I mean you know I I know back when I was in you know high school middle school I, to some of the kids you know they maybe thought you know my mom was too quote unquote too involved in stuff I was doing as a kid you know now now from my adult perspective. I, I, to be perfectly honest, I'm kind of glad my mom was quote unquote too involved. I, I, I'm, I'm glad that my mother was like, you know, I, I guess you, it's, it, it's not really helicopter parenting. It's just like parents that go, hey, what the hell are you up to? Like, I feel like a lot of these kids, if their parents had just said, hey, what the hell are you up to in your room? What, what are you doing in there? What, what, are you, what, right. what, are, what are you doing on, online? What are you, you know, what are you messing with? Versus just like, oh well, you know, little Tommy goes off and does his thing and. And you know well,
2: here, here's the thing that i that I did as a parent just raising my kids. I would always tell them that you can't you know you don't pay any bills in here right so you, cannot, you, can never, <laughs> you can never close your your door can ne- unless you're getting dressed, your door is never right. Closed. Okay, so I, I, your door has not, to be. Yeah. I'm like, my high friends cracked.
1: had locks on their doors, and I'm like, what? Yeah.
2: Yeah. How does, no, my kids didn't have lock. I mean, we had a lock on our <laughs> right. door, but they didn't have a lock on their that's door. That's your door. That's your door. Me, that's not like My daughter was getting dressed, <laughs> yeah. of course. Yeah, that's different. My son getting dressed or whatever. That's different. But at night, they had to sleep with the door open, yeah. not not wide open, but you know, it had to be cracked. Um, And, you know, just that, that kind of thing. And I never, you always have to, you know, it's like you give them the space, you give them enough rope to hang right. yourself as the saying goes. So that's how I raised my kids. I, I didn't give them, you know, I wasn't a helicopter parent. They probably think I was too nonchalant, but I was really, I was strict. But I wasn't, a, but I wasn't a a, a helicopter where I would just like be right over their heads every time. And you know, I wouldn't let them fall down or whatever that kind of stuff. Where I see see where I think that's going a little bit overboard. But you also have to be very attentive to what's going on and their behavior. And you know, and they they always luckily for me. I was, you know, I was a young parent where I wasn't like, you know, 50 and with a, you know, five-year-old, you know, I was like on my, I'm only 18 year older, eighteen eighteen years older than my, my youngest son and you know, 25 years older than my oldest, my youngest, uh, I mean, my oldest son and my youngest daughter, my youngest child is, uh, 25 years younger than I am. So I, I kind of, I'm not too far removed from them, if you know what I'm saying. And so I know all the little tricks and all the little stuff you try to do to hide stuff from your parents. And generally speaking, if you if you pay attention, they know you're paying attention. They don't try a lot of that stuff. Right. That's what I found, and just because it's not taboo, kids.
0: right? That's that that's the thing. Like like I, I I used to tell my you know my friends that didn't have necessarily as in you know involved parents. Like I remember kids at school, and and Rob, you can probably attest to this. But like the kids to, that I grew up with that went the craziest tended to be the 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 kids where like their parents were locking them down right because like everything is taboo drinking is oh no no you can't do this like you know like we have to hide this from you and they're the ones that like they're the ones that go crazy and try drugs and get you know get drunk and are having all kinds of crazy sex because it's rebellion against the parents versus like you know I'll, i'll leave this out there you know like my my mom said, like, okay, well, this is what you're going to encounter in the world because I'm not an idiot. so like what Neville said with his kids. Like, I'm not an idiot. I know it's out there in the world. You're going to run into this, this, and this. I'm not going to hide it from you. I'm going to talk to you. Like, you know, you're your kid and I'm the adult. But, like, I'm going to talk to you and say, like, you're going to run into these things and this is how to deal with it. And if you have a problem, come to me. Don't be, like, freaking afraid of me because I'm your mom. Like, <laughs> I just feel like that. Like, that just seems like a... I, I, I don't know. I guess I wish more people yeah, would gotta,
2: do it. You got to, well, you, you, the way I've learned, you got to, I mean, most people, most parents would know this. You got to, it's better to have your parents, I mean, your, your kids respect you than fear yeah. you. Yeah. Because if they fear you, they won't come right. to you. Right. Know, if they respect you and they, they honor you, like it says in the Bible, respect and honor your parents, Um, they will, they will come to you with their problems. And if they're not coming to you with their problems or their issues or challenges they're yep. facing, then you have a problem with your relationship there. So that's what you want to. Either they gotta come. Maybe, maybe um, in my situation, I, I might have been a little stricter, so my my kids might have went to my my wife. But at least they come to one. Right? Of us. They've got you. They've got both you know, they, of you there. So, to you know, one one yeah. one one. And that's and other. that's what I was thinking of. I think um you know I'm, you know I think a lot of the breakdown has been in that we don't have we have too many to me, and this is just my moralizing. We have too many parent. We have too many single parent households right now. And. I think that's a problem. I think that we didn't have, we didn't used to have all well, these single parent. I, see, I
0: don't know. Right? I guess, and, and and it's impossible for me to take. And I know you grew
2: up as a, with yeah. a single parent, so I'm I'm not really right. Like, I mean, yeah, not, I I get I you're, get my you're an exception. Yeah, you're an exception. Maybe but, you know, I get like, the my rule I get, is still.
0: I get my hackles up about it a little bit because, like, I, I understand where you're coming from on it, and but it's impossible for me to separate my own background from it because I I always feel like it's it's better to have. You know, I mean, obviously, but it's better to have one good single parent than two sort of mediocre. Oh, of course, yeah, know? yeah. You know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Like, I, I feel, I, I feel like, I feel like it's it's the the parental attitude is more important than having the one or two parents. For me, in my opinion. yeah, yeah,
2: no, I guess I, yeah, that's that's definitely true. But well, I, uh, that's definitely true.
1: Oliver's point he made earlier about how parents who were had their kids on lockdown twenty four seven, like you know, really up their ass. I think it's the extremes. I because I. I had parents that were like, I could have my door shut, but I, I mean, the thought of having a lock on my door (laughs) and being able to lock my room and lock my parents out of it. Holy crap. My dad would have, I mean, I, my upbringing was, I knew that was my dad's house. You know, it was not my house. I mean, it was, my dad is like, you're my kid. I, I owe you a place to sleep, you know, but I mean the idea of locking the door, my dad would have kicked that open in a heartbeat. I mean, he I mean that was just something I knew not to do it. I mean, I don't know. I didn't have one on my door, but the idea that I would have had one and used it. Right. I would have known my dad would have kicked that open in a heartbeat because <laughs> it's like you're not locking me out of a room in my house. I mean, but my parents exactly. were not my parents were not having me on lockdown either. And I got in trouble when I was a kid. Don't get me wrong. I did a lot of stupid stuff when I was a teenager. Um, but my parents were very involved. As far as you know, what'd you do today? What's your homework? You know, where are you going this week? If I left the house, I had to tell them when I was going to be yep. back. I mean, I mean, it's not like you have to be this overbearing right. parent. It's, it's, of, it's, it's almost the know, minimum. Going just, through your kids' yeah. drawers and 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 overturning their mattresses. And so. I'm not saying that, but it it just seems like a lot of these kids, when you study them and what led up to them shooting people in in a mass shooting, and it does tend to be. Younger males, mostly white, but not exclusively. There has been some non-white shooters, but it mostly seems to be the ages between like 13 and 25 and white males. And when you look at, you know, the household these people were raised in, it seemed to be on the extreme of... Indifferent, right? I mean, I guess that's the best yeah, word I can I use for for what you you see in these kids. There's a lot of parental indifference to what these kids are doing. They're not overly bearing on these kids, and they're not, you know, watching them like they're just sort of like meh. They're, right. there. No, they're might there. They're my whatever. They're off, they're off. They're off on their own. They're off on their own. So I I think it's the extremes. Yeah. I think you're right that I did see a lot of that with with kids that had parents that were, like, over, over, you know, I won't say, it's insulting, I don't want to say overly religious, I'm just saying, you know, like, heavy-handed, very overbearing and heavy-handed, you did see a lot of those kids, I gotta get out of here, I want to escape, Same. I want to rebel, I want to drink whenever I can, because I can't do anything when I'm home, and then you have the other extreme of parents who literally are just <laughs> like, well, I accidentally got pregnant and I had a kid, and it's just, I can't wait till you're 18 to get the hell out of the house and uh, do whatever you want. Yeah. You know, I I just think that the parents that tend to be involved in their kid's life, know what they're doing, you help them out, show a little – you know, be a regular parent. Right. <laughs> you don't tend to see those kids shooting up a school. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, like I said, I, I, I had a feeling we would be unanimous on this one. Um, so our, our last topic uh, is interesting. Uh, Neville actually had a thread on this uh, a couple of weeks ago on his Twitter feed. Talking about you know you sort of had these historical cartoons and I know I rob rob of the three of us the big cartoon fanatic um, especially you know your classic cartoons and so you know obviously there are these cartoons that yeah kind of like are gets swept under the rug nowadays or you know they don't see the light of day that have uh, let's let's put it casually uh, uh, ethnic and you know uh, sexist gender stereotypes and you know caricatures. That in today's sensibility are just like, you know, what the hell is going on? Like this is, you know, super racist and super sexist. And I, I guess the I guess the argument is, you know, why why did this happen? Like why? Well, not not why did it happen? I mean, I think we know why it happened. Like those things were used to be quote unquote okay in America. But I, I guess the argument, and and you guys can sort of correct me if I'm wrong, but the argument from the right on these seems to be. That were overly sensitive about these things because they're cartoons, I, and I mean, I guess my you know my counter argument would be, I obviously I I don't know it's it's a weird place because like I I'm actually I actually I actually like jokes that go right up to the line and kind of push the buttons on you know racial and gender things like i i, I don't agree with the folks and I, I i think they're overrepresented overrepresented in in public discussions about this but like the folks on the left that are like you know this offends this person this offends that person you know we have to ban it completely like i i, I honestly think that those positions are overrepresented like i don't think that that's a majority of people and, and it, it's a balance of you know, can we have these things? Can we make these jokes? Can we make these references? Can we talk about the differences between all of us? And then, you know, add in the fact that it's a cartoon. And so, you know, cartoons in the past, at least, were generally considered a children's medium. And I guess that's a, that's the interaction with video games as well, but more so with cartoons. And, I, and so I'm curious, like, I, I don't think that these cartoons should be openly circulated like they were in the past, just because we've gotten better as a society. and I, And I feel like there's... Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm reading it wrong. But like, I feel like there's a strain of thought on the right that also sees this as overly PC, you know, sensitivity, and that liberals are being too sensitive about these, you know, like like your I, I, I guess you know your song of the South or the crows and Dumbo or you know the old uh, Bugs Bunny cartoons where you know there's a, there's a cartoon I, I think Rob, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's called like Bugs Bunny nips the nips. And it's talking yep. about you know the ja- it, it was made at like the height of anti Japanese hysteria during World yep. War II, and and so like you know what what is the historical role and the current role for for cartoons like that and, and you know stuff like that that's been produced like I I I'm in favor of not erasing it from the record but you know if they de-emphasize it I think that's the right thing to do like that we, we've moved on as a culture like same reason why we don't have you know blackface you know TV shows. Like, those are not celebrated now because we know better. Like, we, you know, as a culture, we know better. And what do you guys think?
1: I always go back to, um, and I, I think I've said this on the show before, I have pretty much every cartoon. I'm a big cartoon nerd, and I think I have every cartoon made before 1964. I have a massive collection. I mean, tens of thousands of them on DVD and Blu-ray. Uh, I always go back to, I think uh, the way Disney released the Treasures collection was was kind of a the best way to to handle, like, politically incorrect cartoons and i i think the the issue i have is is the people that say like well they we should just be angry and and bury them and never plan and never show them the light of day again and i'm like man i'm i'm never a big fan of of destroying something because then you redo it you know it's like if you don't learn about history and how something came about and what was in the past it, it tends to show up again like like you know our first argument about guns, and it's like I always go back to prohibition. I'm like, do we really want to make that mistake again? Um, but uh, Disney, when they released the Treasures Collection, what they did was they released uh, the cartoons in in uh, different batches. Like they had all the Daffy Ducks, they had all the or Donald Duck, sorry for Disney, uh, Mickey Mouse, and they had them in these individual collections. And they had all the ones that like clearly were like there was no issues or racial references or anything. And then what they did was they put um, the ones that had any possibility of offending anybody into what was called the vault, you know, and you know, when you went into Watson, there would be an explanation of their historical, you know, like, Hey, we know these are offensive, you know, but we've, you know, have made the decision to go ahead and put them out separate, you know, in a, you know, a separate file on the disc where you have to go and find them specifically. Um, and just because to ignore history is to repeat it, and I think that was like a really good way of handling it. One of the interesting thing about uh, politically incar- incorrect cartoons is most of the people who did politically correct our cartoons, what have seen politically incorrect now, were actually huge fans of black culture at the time. I, I've said this before on Twitter, and I don't know if I've said it on the show before, but um, uh, Tex Avery and uh, a couple of others of the Bugs Bunny Chuck cartoons. there's Chuck Jones, um, they were huge jazz fans, uh, huge fans of black culture. They, they would be like the only white guys going into black neighborhoods to listen to jazz and go into clubs and stuff like that. But because that was the how you depicted black people in cartoons at the time, they, they wanted to give uh, black entertainers uh, more money as far as like, hey, if we... You know, have this black singer in our cartoon. He gets paid. You know, the music I like gets out there. But how you portray a black person in a cartoon was done a certain way back then. And so now they're seen as horribly, horribly racist. When they were actually, at the time, like the most progressive people at that moment I'm not saying everybody who did bad cartoons did. I'm just saying some of them did and particularly I know the story behind the Warner Brothers right well uh, you know that that, that, that
0: kind of came up on, on Neville's feed when this the story like some people were and, and this is true like some people were talking about like the character of Speedy Gonzalez right Speedy Gonzalez was popular within the Latino community but you know the I mean I guess the other part of it is that like that community didn't really have anybody to look up to at that time so you latch onto whatever you've got right like i mean i feel like it's like if you go back and look at old issues uh, old episodes of i love lucy right obviously people at that time if you're latino like one of the few you know is, is few latinos in popular culture is ricky ricardo and obviously he you know he became an icon within that community but also if you go back and look at the way that he acted on that show it was very stereotypical, broad, you know, things that like a Latino performer would not do in 2019. So I, it's 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 hard to take out the historical context for it. I guess I guess. That's well,
2: to, to yeah. To answer the question, I think we're I think we're overly PC. I'll just I'll just say it. I, I, we're we're overly PC. I think we can't judge these things by our times. That's what I think people tend to do with this stuff. And I look back, and when I think back to those times, even even as a as a person in my twenties, I actually knew, you know, and listened to people and that kind of stuff. I don't remember many people complaining about much of those characters, like Speedy Gonzalez or you know the Black Lady and Tom and Jerry, whatever her name was. Again, I can't remember the name of the character, but you know all those little characters that were you know supposedly stereotypical. I don't remember people complaining about them or people writing about them in newspapers or anything about that. I mean, I think. What happened is we have gotten too sensitive now and we don't have a sense of humor anymore. And if you notice that, if you, uh, let me say why how I see this. Cause I, I watch some comedies like, you know, let's say Coming to America or, you know, any of these any of these comedies that we used to have. We used to have great comedy movies. We used to have great comedies come out all the time and we have none of that now. And I think the reason is not because we don't have great comedians anymore. I think it's because comedians can't really push the boundaries like they used to, and they're scared to there's get. There's just
1: nobody left you can make fun of anymore. Yeah,
2: there's no, there's nobody left you can make fun of anymore. Like that's a good point there, others. You can't make fun of people anymore without somebody in that certain group getting offended and saying you need to lose your job. But isn't
0: it, isn't it a balancing act though? I mean, because at the same time, I. I I, I'm not completely. Oh, oh yeah. Oliver,
2: let's, let's take the scene. Let's take the scene in. Um, oh, oh, I was talking about this on Twitter, too. The the scene in. Um, gosh, what's the movie now? Um, The movie with uh, Private Pile. Gosh, what's the name of the movie? I, guys, you guys got to know what it is. It's Stanley Kruvik. Stanley Kruvik, director. Oh, yeah,
0: it, um, I, I know the, the movie you're talking about. It. It's slipping my brain right now. With, you know, God, God I not, can't remember the movie I was metal, talking about Full Metal it Jacket?
2: Full Metal Jacket. There we go. Like. Could you imagine anybody doing that nowadays with that with that with what he was saying in that show in that movie well he was, now it's a movie now it's just a movie it's not real life or anything it's a movie, but what he was saying in that sh- in that thing uh, in that movie calling you know calling the black guy snowflake and all you know all this kind of stuff and um I mean we can't even do that anymore because somebody would not everybody would be offended, but at least you know four people on Twitter would be offended. And you know, Universal, whoever made that movie, would have to take it down or whatever. But I I guess,
0: I guess, I guess, I mean, and I'm saying what I'm saying. I guess what I'm saying is I don't completely disagree with you, but I, I feel like you have to strike a balancing act between, you know, making the joke. Like jokes are good and funny, and the 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 cruel aspect of it. Like, okay, for instance.
1: I think about No, that's a that's a really good point. There's a I, to me, I was trying to figure out a way to phrase it and that's it. There's a difference between um and I'm going to use the example of like the Song of the South where I think you could watch that movie and me and you all could sit in the same room and we could discuss what's going on in there politically cuz yeah, I think there's a lot of things in that in that movie that I I feel a black person would be totally justified in being offended by, but I don't think any in anything in that movie is done out of cruelty or Hatred is just a sign of the times, but yeah, then there are, I mean. there are there are cartoons like about. Sleepy Town, which I'm not going to get into, but it is a horribly racist cartoon, and it is done from an aspect of let's all sit back and laugh at the black people, right? I mean, and I yeah. think there's a difference between those two yeah. media, and,
2: and that's what I mean it's the comedy stuff now that's done, you know, or you know, let's say even um, Tropic Thunder you know which has some you know questionable stuff in there where you know um, Robert Downey Jr is playing a black guy and this kind of stuff i mean that stuff you know he obviously the movie has is not meant to offend black people or anything like that or meant to downgrade or you know make It's people not meant angry. to be cruel to black people. It's not people. to be cruel. Yeah, it's not to be cruel like you say, but um, so many people would take offense to that movie being made now. That movie was made like 10 12 years ago. Yeah, i mean and so I mean, I, that's, I, that's more dumb. yeah, i mean
0: about. you know it just, it made me think of uh, The most recent thing that I thought of with that, it came to mind, I don't know if it really fits, is the fat Thor character, right? Like, I'm a fat guy, right? But, like, I I felt that 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 character, it was funny when Thor showed up being fat, but the butt of the... and, And, like, that was part of the joke, but then part of the joke, he was also sympathetic because you understood why he had let himself go like this, and... Like I feel like
2: yeah, but there are write-ups about that complaining. Agree, about, and I, right? I agree
0: with that. I Agree, and I'm saying I,
2: they use fat shaming and that. Yeah, kind
0: of stuff. and I understand that. Like, I, I guess, I guess the the bottom line is, I think that it can be done, and you, you sort of have to find a way to not be, you know, not punching down, but also still have a sense of humor about things. Like I feel like there's a way to talk about all our differences, and like our differences, I think make us great. Like I, you know, the fact that they're you know white, black, gay, straight. You know Transgender Whatever Like I I find that Those differences Like there's a way To make jokes about them And I I try to do it you know, even as a liberal, I try to do it on my Twitter feed. Like I talk about white people. Like, you can ask Rob. I, I I I always say, like, what the hell's up, white people? But like I I don't think I mean you can you can, you know, and we can we're buttoning up now, but Rob, you can say whether you think or not. I don't think I'm saying those out of meanness about white people. I just think like, man, white people you guys are kind of funny sometimes. And like I'm sure and black people are weird too, right? Like I I feel like that's
1: that's what's missing from what we're doing right now in our culture. Like the whole you know what i hope i hope we get i think this is like the the pendulum in in history swings and i think you know the the pendulum was one direction um you know in you know history from teens 20s 30s 40s 50s and all that stuff and i think we've swung so far over with millennials of hypersensitivity i'm hoping that it 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 swings back a little bit more towards normalcy because i do believe right now like comedy is dead I mean it is just nothing is funny I you know Netflix has those stand up specials all the time and I'm like they're terrible they're not funny I mean there's like Chris Rock and um uh who's the other black comedian that still does edgy stuff um Chappelle Chappelle Chappelle. Those are two comedians that still are willing to say, and they're both Gen Xers, are both still willing to be like, no, I'm going to still make jokes about these groups of people. And they get complaints all the time. You see Twitter blow up every time they have a special on, and it's it's like, oh my god, he made a transgender joke," and this and that. And I hope they stick it out. I hope they don't change. But I'm also hoping that the pendulum gets to the point where we start making fun of how hypersensitive everybody is and we kind of swing back more towards normalcy. Because right now, I do believe it is just way too far to one direction that it's just like you can get in trouble for the slightest little thing that somebody's feelings get the... And all you have to do is offend one person who has a Twitter account and... It goes viral and everybody gives a shit all of right, a sudden. Yeah. I, I agree with you on that part of it. It's, a, it's, it's over-amplifying the, the, one, the
0: one guy, and his, the lone guy. Um, <laughs> so thanks for listening, folks. Uh, send us your comments to everythingbutnothingshow at gmail.com. Uh, give us a rating on iTunes and Google Play, a good rating on iTunes and Google Play. We actually have pretty good ratings on iTunes if you look at it right now. So you know, if, you, if you're out there, don't mess up the curve. Just add to it. Just add to it. <laughs> if you don't mind, you can follow us on Twitter at EBNshow. You can follow me at O Willis. Neville is at Neville D35 and Rob is at Rob Province. Thanks for listening.
2: Have a good one. Thanks.